0: Once again, here we are on River Heights Radio. Welcome back. I'm Carl Hauser,
1: And I'm Hope Busby.
0: And here with us in the gymnasium, we have two new guests. Uh, I'll allow them to introduce themselves.
1: I am Shannon
2: Callen, future famous person. <laughs> and I'm Bob Busby.
0: Now, these two friends of ours joined us to watch a little uh, movie. We got the A.V. Club to bring in the One TV that's on like a rolly thing, and we put in a little story about our favorite girl, not detective, but reporter. Reporter. Nancy Drew. Reporter.
1: This movie is from 1939. It's free on YouTube.
0: Nancy Drew in this does appear to be high school aged. She has hair that bobs up and down like a little spring, and He's uh, played by Bonita Granville. Bonita Granville. Yes. Oh man, what a talent. So we start off in the newsroom where Nancy Drew is a kid reporter for a cranky guy.
1: I suspected him right off the bat.
0: As being the villain. Yeah. But it turns out it's okay to be cranky as long as you have a job. Nancy's first act of wanton rebellion is that as soon as she's assigned a story, she says, You know what I know better than everyone else. And she immediately switches that story for one that she thinks would be better.
2: Am I recalling this correctly? Because I feel like it was like, Ah, the bustling newsroom. Here's all the young interns. Yeah. Yep. And there were like. Five ladies and then, like, three dudes? Yeah. Were the three dudes also interns?
0: I think they were all high school students who won, like, writing contests to be able to write a article for the newspaper. And then whoever won that would get 50 whole dollars.
1: The ladies had very nice hats throughout this movie. Some of the men.
2: But I also seem to recall that it was like, your assignment is the tea party. Your assignment is (laughs) the garden party. Exactly Your assignment is scrunchies. Where are they now? That's basically what it was. But did they also give assignments to the dudes?
0: Same things. He didn't have respect for any of them.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that makes me feel a lot better.
0: Yeah, I like it when nobody's respected. Yeah. rather than just <laughs> yep. some people.
2: That's the kind of workplace I aspire to because of equality. Yes.
0: So apparently in this particular newsroom, assignments are handed out and signed by the boss. Signed.
2: The boss. Yep. And, Wait, and that the, happened? Yes. yes. <laughs> and, then,
0: and then once done, they're like skewered. On those things like restaurants have? Yeah,
2: for receipts.
0: (laughs) So Nancy (laughs) takes a skewered receipt of a story that's, I guess, already been written. But she thinks, oh, this is my chance. And uh, somehow leverages that receipt into the press box at the trial of the century. Who killed an old woman? Was it this person? They think so.
2: So then she, like, meets with the woman... I thought she was like the suspect, like the super stoic woman who was just like, uh, who was the suspect to the murder victim?
0: The stoic woman.
2: Right. But I mean, like, was she supposed to be that woman's like housekeeper or daughter or neighbor or.
0: She was like a caretaker.
1: Oh, see? That's so realistic. Yeah, she was like
0: a caretaker. No, 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 no. no.
1: She said that woman had given her a lot of money, helped her through school, was like another mother. Okay,
0: I would like to point something out because I don't know who else caught it. We had a classic Sapphos and her friend in which this murder suspect, they said, your mom was the companion of this elderly woman. That's true. Mm -hmm. Late into her days. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you took care of this elderly woman. Now, if that isn't something more than a friendship, I don't know what is. But the idea was that she killed her for the money mm-hmm. um, because she's a photographer. And so she bought poison to take pictures with.
1: So this was one of our not favorite Nancy Drew style cases, which was really about solving a will.
0: Because the will was written. She needed to find a new will. She just needed to find one specific piece of evidence.
1: Yeah, but it was because yes it was
2: so then if it wasn't the will that she needed to find what was it
1: First of all, the reason uh, this yes, woman—it's true—that's the how they come. The yeah. reason this woman looks so guilty is she specifically knows a lot about forensics and has an expertise in different types of poison. Not only that, but the particular poison that killed this woman, she had received a magazine in her name through the mail and had circled the article about this particular poison,
0: and then was the only person. In, like, the Pacific Northwest or wherever they are. Wherever we are.
1: River Heights area.
0: (laughs) The only person in the entire tri-state River Heights area to have purchased this poison from the manufacturer. On the stand, she goes, Well... The smoking gun is the poison tin. If you find the poison tin, it will have someone else's fingerprints on it. Why didn't you find the poison tin? Why am I not bringing this up till now? It doesn't matter. Go find it.
2: But I also, I don't know. It was also like, uh, this mouthy broad is saying a lot of science talk for a convicted murderer. Oh,
0: absolutely. And yeah, no. So she gets no trust because Mm -hmm. a lot of mouthy science. But what I love...
2: Mouthy science is my favorite kind of
0: <laughs> What I love is that when Nancy leaves this press box, her whole thing is, I got a good story. And then the villain who was at the trial...
1: So Mr. Lambert, I believe, right? Is the villain? Yes. Is one of the villains. Yes. And he's on stand. Very 1930s movie star handsome. Mm-hmm. Um, thin mustache. Yes.
2: Ooh, who doesn't love a thin mustache?
1: <sighs> Not Tom Selling, I (laughs) you that. Grieving the death of this lady. So, Mm -hmm. so, but what is he to her? Now, he was some kind of relative that got cut out of the will. Ah.
0: In the press box, though, or in the audience, I don't know, was the the crinkle-eared man. No,
1: the funny-eared man.
0: Right, but come on, we know. We know. Nancy goes to her blue roadster. I don't know if anyone here knows it was blue. Black Black and white.
1: It was a black and white. Yeah.
0: But it was. It, I we recall assure it being you, being
2: a black and white road. We assure you.
0: But Nancy, like in my head, I was like, "Oh, Nancy probably is like, I'm going to solve this. I'll go find the canister." Not at all. No. In fact, it was the the villain who thought that, and only the fact. That he hit Nancy's car and then drove away in what the 30s police would call a classic runner and hitter, huh?
1: <laughs> hit and runner. runner. That's what he kept calling her. But what, he
0: sw- I swear he switched it at least once.
1: Okay, I believe you. Oh, runner man. and hit. Hit and runner.
0: <laughs> oh, one of them runner-boot-hitter-boots. Because
1: uh, the first mistake this guy makes is to sideswipe Nancy and not stop and give her, what, five bucks and get her change.
0: And That was one heck of a car chase. Yes. Nancy does not let you hit and run. mm I think my favorite thing about this car chase is the guy, who's the villain, is driving off with, I think, his girlfriend. Yes. Having a very edifying conversation about exactly what they've done and what they're planning on
1: doing. Yes.
0: And Nancy speeds off like a demon.
1: She's (laughs) so fast. Tokyo drifting. Somehow she's still so far behind them.
2: The car scene was just very odd because you were like, oh yeah, she does look like a high school age person. Mm -hmm. I feel like throughout the movie this happens to me in real life too but like you see someone driving a car and it's like "Mm, no you're 12 like get out come on not for you right because that
0: roadster's a big a big machine
2: and she looks so tiny and young in it and then i feel like she's just driving crazy i think she went up over the curb at one point
0: oh yeah she's sliding around every turn she takes
2: the implication is like oh this impetuous bad lady driver like but this is and this is the
0: yeah Exactly. But this is the thing on top of that. At no point was it what we would imagine a chase. No. Because no one was trying to get away from her. He was driving like a normal person, having a conversation. He had parked by the time she got there. That was
2: quite confusing. (laughs) She was so far behind him. So we can only
0: imagine that she's following the scent of this man in the (laughs) high-speed roadster.
2: It was a little heavy handed that they were like oh he's in a rush to go do more bad things oh yeah he hits her car and drives away without making change for the weirdly accurate price that she gave him (laughs) and he runs and that's how we know he's guilty
0: that's all that is a Nancy Drew staple is she onto something let's wait and find out if they call her up and tell her to stop
1: also doesn't he like not look smart enough to be a gas meter man or something No, no, like
0: no. That. He's He didn't look smart enough to be in the press. Oh,
1: okay.
2: But yeah, he but then didn't... the gas meter man thing was like him trying to break into somebody's house. Yeah, so okay, so she arrives
0: at the house where the tin can should be, with no thought to the evidence. She doesn't care about the mystery yet. Runs up to the cop on duty there and is like a hit-and-runner. You know, hit they each take a side of the house to go around.
2: Yeah, Classic. There's the policeman mm-hmm. and he's like, okay, and she's like, you go this way and I'll go this way because uh-huh. yeah. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, very,
1: <laughs> yeah. very, And then he's kind of the the like, books. what?
0: Yeah, no, it was absolutely. Yeah. So when he encounters this funny-eared man,
1: the man with the funny ear. Mm-hmm. Carl. Uh, trying
0: trying to shimmy his way into the back door of this guarded evidence house. He says, hey there, what are you doing? And, the, and the, the man says, I'm checking the meter. And he even says it with like sarcasm.
2: Maybe these criminals in this here River Heights aren't super hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: They're not. But the the ineptitude that it takes to not find them is, I think, what's so impressive. (laughs) Because when Nancy, after Nancy, comes around the corner, gets change for a five to pay for her car, and the guy walks away, the police officer just goes, strange looking meter reader. Yeah. So in this police officer's mind, the meter reader was in such a rush to get to this house in his suit that he hit and ran this young woman and then forgot to read the meter. And for the police officer, that's like maybe the world he lives in. That's acceptable. And even Nancy just goes, A meter, Rita? How odd.
1: Yes. And then it's only
0: later to her dad when he's like, was she was he press? That she's like, no, he was dumb. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Alright, anyway, so that's our first involvement with the bad guy. But what about our first involvement with the best guy? <laughs>
1: The worst, best guy. So, Ted Nickerson. No more Ned Nickerson. He was too compliant.
0: Played by... Frankie Thomas. Frankie old Thomas.
1: Old Frankie Thomas. Who I
0: think is better than this role.
1: Oh, who... What other man would they find to wear a sweater better <sighs> than Frankie Thomas? With
0: that with that signature, it looks like this sweater is attacking me. <laughs>
2: I just really strongly associate that with the 80s because I remember my parents and I remember trying it on and being like, yes, this is the way a sweater should be worn. Right, right. Like, this looks way cooler than just wearing it as a sweater.
0: But it just, I don't know how he pulls it off, that it doesn't have the kind of simplistic niceness of the 80s sweater where it's like even on your shoulders. It really looks like he crawled out of a laundry pile and it's just still tied to him.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
2: no, it's that off the one shoulder thing.
0: Oh, that's what it is.
2: That's what gives it that devil-may-care (laughs) insouciance.
0: Well, Ted doesn't give a rat's patoot about anything. Not even the neighbor girl, Nancy Drew.
1: He cares a lot about his tea milf. Mm. yeah that was
2: very confusing (laughs) is that helen no yes well yes
1: (laughs) but it's not helen well we don't know oh boy but it's his tennis instructor as it turns out but he very much makes it out to be some kind of date probably to impress nancy or maybe his annoying siblings
2: but is there, like, a MILF age difference? Two years. Two because, years. oh, that's right. <laughs> yep. There's a really weird parallel of, you know, well, Nancy and her dad have clearly got a pretty big deal thing going, <laughs> and poor Ted has nowhere to go but into the arms of his tennis instructor. Of this, yep. of,
0: of this tennis divorcee. Yeah. It's like,
2: there's, like, a, a creepy symmetry. Yeah.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. Sorry,
2: guys. There we
1: go. If uh, you were not worried about Nancy before in this movie, all of a sudden her car goes up in smoke.
0: The second she turns it on, it explodes. Smoke is pouring out of it.
1: Explodes is a strong word to use there. Okay, uh, there's a small that's pop. the end of the movie as the whole city block is just... <laughs> <laughs> i
0: feel
2: like i feel like what we would imagine if you said oh i saw a car explode in a movie was very 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 far from what i saw
0: so nancy turns on the car to what appears to be a small pop and smoke which she hides from
2: yep leaving the car on
0: yeah she's not just like a ways away but she is tucked around a corner ducking like someone might be in her car trying to get out
1: and Ted is like, you silly woman, let me show you. My siblings planted a whistle bomb in your car. I
2: would really like some more explanation as to the inner workings of a whistle bomb. Because I keep <laughs> trying to imagine yeah. what that might be. I, I'm not getting anywhere. Right, like I, I
0: can I can imagine a smoke bomb. It yeah. looks like a, a bomb.
1: Robert is looking at. Well, how it up. is
2: it both a whistle <laughs> and a bomb
0: what part is the whistle like
2: and also does the
0: exploding blow air through something
2: and that's the thing is that like okay if it it is a whistle that implies that it's open if it's a bomb it needs to be sealed because that's kind of the whole
1: point i honestly would have suspected like one of those fireworks that does that like whistle but it doesn't sound like that at all i
0: think they made it it sounds like some acme stuff
1: oh a bomb two of the
2: youngest and most obnoxious children in the entire world shouldn't have a bomb. Oh, no, wait. It's, it's just it's a okay. whistle bomb. It's a whistle bomb. Aw. Well, we don't know what that is, but it sounds more appropriate for children. Bob, well,
0: you got some? Well, I, I found an image of a whistle bomb from the late 50s. I don't know that their construction would have been a whole lot different. It's a pretty simple device. It shoots whistles and screams, followed by a smoke cloud and a final... Bang! (laughs) Simply attach the two wires to two spark plugs opposite carburetor.
1: Wow. Whoa. Okay.
2: (laughs) So this is
0: a thing thing. It's a thing.
2: We may need to hightail it out of here once the FBI (laughs) does a search of Bob, search history. Uh, (laughs) Here
0: are our simple instructions for how to make a whistle bomb. (laughs) All you need is fertilizer and an old car.
1: (laughs) And And two spark plugs. And the most annoying children you can imagine.
0: (laughs) So let's talk about these children. Ted has siblings. They appear to be, they're like twins or similar in age.
2: The little dude seemed a lot younger than the girl, but she was just extremely obnoxious. Yeah, Like could not say more than five words without sticking out her tongue.
0: A lot of weird, ugly faces. Yeah. They despise Nancy.
2: It seems a little bit like, an othello moment if i may please do where the uh villain despises the hero but we're never quite sure why and it really undermines the whole premise of having them there yes <laughs> having a motivation for characters and again novice but it does seem like an
1: important step yes but the kid had a donald duck voice and that was cool i'm sorry cool (laughs) for some reason
2: in context i found it offensive it
1: was (laughs) unwanted it was very it was obnoxious it was
2: also kind of irritating to me because i know that that's not something that i can do and i have seen other people do it and again, much like a whistle bomb, it really was boggling my mind of like, but how would you make your voice sound like that? <laughs> yes. And then it was the little kids, like, the thing that's really going to drive you crazy is I'm going to repeat everything you say, <laughs> but then with an obnoxious voice on top, and I was really like, this kid
1: needs to go. Yeah. Case, and then he didn't. In case you were worried, these kids learned their lesson after planting a whistle bomb
0: the movie ends with, like, the police scanner going off and, like, Central River Heights on fire. Hundreds of whistle bombs going off.
1: <laughs> Which and also Everyone, everyone seems... just kind of looks at
0: each other and shrugs.
1: Oh, I thought the kids were going to rescue her. Like, nope. they yep. saw her car. That would have been a fun... Like, where's Nancy? Yeah.
2: That was so far out of any of the actual plot points of the movie that I was like, this is an odd way to go. They
1: felt so just, like, added in.
0: Classic movie structure you're gonna have your A plot yep will Nancy find a can of poison Mm -hmm. B plot will Ted plow his tennis instructor (laughs) C plot will these children go away you know and that's that's all you need. <laughs> but
2: then it just keeps being like, no. No, the answer is no. no.
0: No, the answer, the answer for Ted and the children is no. So yeah, you were talking though about the our, some relationships. With, speaking of relationships with older folks, yeah. Uh, boy, that Carson is affectionate with his daughter.
1: I Ooh. think we should include here a little clip of our fresh original right. reacts to some, to at least part of this scene. Ooh. 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 Okay. Carry, carry
0: oh, out of bed, yeah. boy, you?
2: Oh my God! Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow. <Ooh>. oh wow. <laughs> 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 wow! Wow! Oh God! This is so. Drew's dad smothered her? Oh, and then God. spanked Wait, what? Didn't he pat her butt right after? <laughs> he under?
0: did,
1: he did. Did you hear what he said?
0: He spanked her.
1: <laughs> and then he went like, Jocelyn out of the room all happy. I don't like that.
2: Okay, where the scene started for me... The dad gets home, and, like, his elderly housekeeper greets him at the door. Yeah,
0: Nancy does not look good in curlers.
2: Was there a kiss?
0: There wasn't. He came upstairs and said, like, hi, pet, because he calls her pet throughout the movie.
2: Which is also... Totally not
1: creepy. And gives her a
0: very comfortable hug. I thought it was Hannah at first.
1: Who we saw for all of two seconds at breakfast. Which I also feel
2: like the whole trope of
1: like older
2: looking woman greets dude at the door maybe with some kind of physical affection. Definitely read like is that his housekeeper? Is that his wife? Fast forward a few frames. Wait a minute, that's Nancy.
0: Yeah, so Nancy looking... uh, Elderly. Elderly.
1: In a bathrobe.
0: Meets her father and says, you know, the second crux of the movie, will you take the case of a woman who I find to be innocent due to women's intuition? Sorry, Benny.
1: Sorry. And also, I promised her that you would take this case. And you wouldn't want me to break a promise.
2: I doubt that every moment in that scene was intended to ratchet up creepiness, but but that's how it It read to me. Having a vague confusion about the identity of this person and then they're speaking together like colleagues. It's like this very adult conversation until good old dad kind of turns it on his head.
1: Yeah, well, she's like kind of helping him get undressed and ready for bed. And he has a complicated set of slippers
2: oh yeah you were like how many times is she it just kind of reminded me of like ah yes well the reason that these slippers are so thick and lush is that there's six different layers that you put on separately
0: (laughs) so we've had at this point two scenes with carson the first at breakfast when we met hannah in which she dips her toes into wanting him to take the case of the victim of the movie which is the first time she shows interest in the case as a mystery Saying she believes the woman to be innocent. Carson says, I'm afraid the old dame did it. There's not a lick of evidence, he says. No evidence to say she didn't do it. Why do you believe she didn't do it? And Nancy, we've heard this before from Nancy and from Hannah. It's it's the classic way that makes Nancy a better detective than Hercule Perrault, Sherlock Holmes.
1: Encyclopedia Brown. Oh, I mean,
0: don't get me started. It's what they don't have. Women's intuition. Women's
1: intuition.
2: One of those awesome things that the compliment of having it is almost an insult. Yep. And then there's the actual insult of, you know, oh, that's what you have? That's dumb.
0: Who is the cursed fortune teller? Claire? Oh,
2: I was thinking Cassandra.
0: Cassandra, that's it. Women's Intuition is like the classic Cassandra or something. It's the curse that... I guess you know things, but who's going to listen to you? Because if they believe you have women's intuition, they probably believe some other terrible stuff about you.
2: Yeah. Either that's not a thing yeah or like yes it's a thing but it makes you a bad suspicious person yeah you
0: like your women's intuition somehow makes you less capable yeah anyway so at this point nancy had the interest in the case had gone to see the victim had promised the victim that he would take the case and so it goes back to her dad and and yeah that's where they're talking like colleagues and she says dad if i made a promise should i keep it And would you help me keep my promise?
1: Once the complicated slippers are firmly on his feet, they go to the bathroom and you watch him shave or do hygiene stuff.
2: It's just a very marital
1: feeling
2: relationship. Mm.
1: And then it really escalates as he is now done getting ready for bed. He sweeps her off her feet.
0: Yep. Literally.
2: But I also like, I feel like in that moment it was like, I know what I'll do. I'll shut you up by infantilizing you yes. to a disturbing
1: degree. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well played, Carson. Because then he sings a romantic song.
0: I Yeah. It's like, it's like if you had a lullaby that was like, Hey there, baby. I love you, baby. Dance with me, baby. I want to kiss you. You're like, wait, what, which, way, which way are we doing this?
2: <laughs> what kind of baby do you mean? <laughs> And and she's, like,
0: kicking her feet, like,
2: oh, yeah, teehee. She's (laughs) relatively okay with
1: it.
0: I mean, she She seems seems to be like, yeah, this is our relationship. Oh, you silly
1: guy. Yeah. He brings her to her bed. She kind of turns away from him. You think he's going to spank her, but he doesn't. Well, it
0: becomes a tickle fight.
1: He He doesn't spank her? He does. Not not at first. No. Oh, Oh, did he at first? I thought he did at the end.
0: So he puts, yeah, you're right. Okay. Puts her in bed. Tickle fight, then he grabs the blanket and, uh. like, you know, like tucking in? No. He just smothers her with it.
2: <laughs> yes, He just like, like touches
0: her like he has her in a burlap sack and just holds on. Yeah.
2: It. It's like if you had never seen someone get tucked in before and you assumed that the blanket need to entirely cover their head. Yeah. In a sort of kidnappish way. Yes, <laughs>
0: There are some real undertones of resentment that maybe Carson himself hasn't accessed yet. That he is letting slip in these moments that he accosts his daughter.
2: I just think he has a lot of pent up sexual tension
0: (laughs) he's like he's like i love you go to bed you killed your mother i love you so
1: much (laughs) (laughs) you're why i'm
0: alone little spank
1: And sit, like basically dances out of the room. I mean, it is much more like we've seen the Carson Nancy dynamic be portrayed in the nineteen thirties books. Sorry. There's that much spanking in the books. <laughs> well, I don't know, but there are just these weird, intimate moments. Yeah, Carson
0: they, gazed upon her golden head affectionately.
1: And thought, Oh, they probably wouldn't suspect she has those deep thoughts in if that they pretty saw little her. Head. You know. Oh, and, tell yeah. me about it. So but it is cool that they're colleagues yeah. yeah i appreciate that more than the 1950s sort of daddy save me
0: the first seven books or so we feel them being colleagues more towards the end where he starts to go oh drew and drew detective agency rather than just
2: <laughs> it's like that <laughs>
0: Yeah. No, it's not for graduate. It's just like he indulged.
2: There are clearly too many things to each other. That's true. Pick a thing.
0: Carson doesn't have a lot of other friends.
2: Anybody who did come from a household where you had to parent your parents mm. would see that and be like, what the
1: actual? Well, and then in the 1930s, she did take care of the household. Mm-hmm. She, at a very young age. Ten, I think they said. When her mother died yeah. and her maid helps her she has a maid
0: but Nancy is said to oh she runs the groceries she knows you know what to buy she and it's all she delegation pays the
1: bills.
0: but yeah she's the she's running the household so there is a very weird dynamic
2: this weird like overly adult thing with this overly infantilized thing too. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh, she's smart. How do we know that she's smart? Oh, she runs the household. The way of being intelligent for a woman is like, no, no, no. Like we
1: only need you for these like four things and then like have some babies and like, thank you. She's both very adult and very independent and out in the world solving cases. And yet on the other hand, she's like always gonna be a teenager and a young one at that she doesn't have to take care of herself people take care of her she gets money handed to her so she they're... has her own car when she's 12 <laughs> yeah and he just buys gives her car after her one car. Every birthday yeah oh god really yeah. yeah it
0: seems like it i don't know and she's had a lot of 16th birthdays
1: yeah <laughs> oh, god. they want to let you know that she's the prototype teenager and also an adult to look up to
0: she's so perfect that she seems to not need to be a child She's, she's kind of past that smallness.
1: She's trying to embody both the people who are like, don't grow up too fast, and the people taking young women and making them too adult.
0: I would love to also talk about the relationship between Nancy and this victim, which is mostly established in Nancy goes undercover into <laughs> jail.
1: With Ted, who she's somehow tricked into going with her. She knows how yeah.
0: to manipulate him. She just goes up to him and says like, Hey, Ted, I don't want to hang out with you. I'm going to go to the gun range and dance in front of the targets. And he's like, that seems dangerous. And she's like, that's okay. I'll be by myself. Alternatively, you can go with me to the prison and break in. I guess that one? I don't know.
2: This is very much the dynamic that Bob and I have. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys have known that. I have. Yeah. I have. You uh, keep sending me off into the woods alone.
1: You come <laughs> back
0: with gun wounds all the time. Yeah. Uh,
1: because Bob didn't come. They go into this jail and the camera box gets taken from Ted. Who's you can't like, have
0: cameras in prison.
1: Who's like, oh darn. And Nancy's like, don't worry.
0: She Weak. has a camera.
2: I saw her taking it out and I also really wondered, how would that have worked? So, okay, <laughs> this
0: it, yeah, it wasn't like a beehive where you can stick it in. It's just hair going down. Yeah,
2: like her but regular hairstyle. Seems like, like she's not she somehow curlers. got
0: it to stick to her neck and then put the hair over it like a curtain. So I assume she licked the back of the camera. I don't know.
2: <laughs> well, then does it is it also intended to be a video recording or just audio?
0: It's one picture. They get one picture
2: through her hair. Down. I mean, I
0: wish. Like that's <laughs> all, uh, investigative all journalism. I, all
2: I remember seeing is her taking it out of her hair yeah. and it would be really great if she was like yes we're just having a casual conversation here okay anyway how's the <laughs> do wedding? you
0: mind if i look in the other direction
2: Click. Uh,
0: so we then get a little thing where nancy dresses up ted to be the perfect reporter with his hat,
1: destroys his hat. Oh, she she buys yes. him a hat
0: and then she she kicks that hat's it, butt.
2: It is an extended sequence of violence towards the hat. <laughs> yes. Like I was surprised by how long it went you on. You want to talk about
0: boiling under the surface resentment, Nancy? What did this hat do to you?
2: Seriously.
0: Well, I had the suspicion when she wouldn't stop with the hat that she was gonna put the camera in the hat. <laughs> Like, that's what I thought.
2: (laughs) Which probably would have been a smarter place for the camera. I
0: mean, I thought she was going to do the camera thing. In the end, we got a sequence of her beating up this hat,
2: but... The hat does look better. It content. looks better. It actually looks like it's a completely different shape. Yeah. But it doesn't look like it's like wrinkled and battered. It no. looks like it just Broken submitted. In. Yeah. Into <laughs> to, being to Nancy's will. <laughs> this super cool hat shape.
0: You, you don't mistrust Nancy on fashion. I'll tell you that oh, much. Oh, You see, I that, you see against little she's wearing? Capes and hats. Capes That's and what hats. All about.
2: That's the 30s.
0: So yeah, she talks to the victim and the victim, the, what's so funny just reiterates like the canister. The one I talked about on stand. The one that I need. I don't know. Go get it.
1: Oh, I, I just remembered where I put it. Oh, that
0: was the best part. Yeah. She goes, I don't know. I I was cleaning up. I put things around. There's no way for me to know. I put it downstairs in the back, in a box.
1: <laughs> oh. But almost immediately, Nancy <laughs> ditches the disguise almost immediately she's like oh my god i I love that how did she word it she
0: goes okay so nancy comes in she goes we're reporters and we'd like to ask you questions and and the victim goes aren't you a little young to be reporters (laughs) and nancy immediately goes well i guess i should come clean we're not really reporters (laughs)
1: like
0: you're not a cop nancy you don't have to say it if they ask
1: (laughs) It was a sting. <laughs> yeah. Once she hears she's Carson, Carson Drew's, Drew's daughter. daughter. All of a sudden, they decide to take the photo of this woman. Yeah,
0: and it turns out it's such an old-fashioned camera that it requires an explosion to take.
1: Yeah, uh, okay.
0: For the flash. Yep,
2: I remember this now.
0: So, like, Nancy didn't just have a camera hidden, but apparently had, like, gunpowder and the mechanics for a flash. She had to cord. have the
2: accordion and, like, yeah. put the drape <laughs> over <it>. her <laughs> head. And uh, of course, set off a small explosion in a prison.
1: Guards come running. And the guards who appear to be
0: like nurses—I don't know—just like two women in white, like yeah, white. I don't know what kind of uniform, but yeah, it looked like nurses. It's
1: a women's prison.
0: Well, fair enough. Once she's done the thing and not well enough to not get caught, she's like, well, I did it already, so bye.
1: And (laughs) Ned just speaks a bunch of gibberish. They Mm -hmm. don't even try to stop them. No. They don't get paid enough for that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just like this
0: weird level of confusion. Like, Mm -hmm. did they steal something? Do they want their camera box
2: back personally if i went into a prison the last thing that i would want to do is cause an explosion Mm -hmm. of any kind just watching it it was like wow that was a lot louder than i would have expected Mm -hmm. there's a lot of smoke it's very clear that this just happened Mm -hmm. and then everybody's just like (laughs) listen it's a prison we can't keep explosives out
0: fancy does go to the evidence house and get the canister. It's easy
2: as pie. So why do you keep calling it the evidence house? I don't know. It's where the evidence was. The house of the murder victim. Yes. Okay. The
1: evidence house. Sure. I
2: mean, maybe that's what they called it in the 30s. (laughs) It's the house where we keep all the evidence.
0: If you don't know my lingo, I don't know what to do.
2: This is very correct and accurate police <laughs> lingo. So,
0: Nancy, he sneaks in through the dumbest ruse to the murder house by getting...
2: Oh, yeah, that's way better. <laughs> by
0: getting Ted to go up to I the police officer. I think might call it
2: the crime scene.
0: <laughs> Find the crime scene house. Uh, Ted goes up to the police officer, like, posted there, and he goes, Don't you get lonely? Don't you want someone to just sit down with you and... Play Rummy. Play Rummy. <laughs> <laughs> Which he is sad to lose his entire allowance on, playing a Penny whole Rummy. whole week's
2: allowance. A whole yeah. week's allowance. With the police officer? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I feel like if I was at a job where I was guarding something alone, I would not be like, you know what? I am lonely.
0: How about if you're guarding something alone and then the person who wants to play Rummy with you says... Do you mind if I sit where you're sitting and you sit with your yes. back to the murder house? <laughs> yes. Because I'm superstitious. Yeah. And then, that while makes, you're playing with sense, him, Ted. quickly bangs out a little song on the metal table and sings, Hurry up, Nancy. Hurry
2: You're just like, Oh that's my what god, what's happening? Yep, that's what I heard. Well, yeah. it was incoherent. It was incoherent. That's the point that I want to make. So when Nancy Words finds were not heard. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So when Nancy without like any trouble finds the canister. <laughs> guess who's living in the basement? I don't know. Already in the basement?
2: The, the meter man reader. with the meter. F- <laughs> yes, the meter. <laughs> the, the meter reader.
0: The man with the funny ear and the meter reading business. And he chases her out of that house.
1: I thought she was going to get locked up. She's going to bring it to the police. Ted's like, so long. You can do this now. Ted? Yeah.
0: Well, he had to go to his tennis mouth. And sure. then the girlfriend of the crinkle ear, the man with the funny ear, uh, the girlfriend just walks by and snags it from Nancy without so much as a yoink.
2: The uh, poison canister? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, did she have it in her purse? Because I thought it was like a pickpocketing moment. It she was. So it Nancy
0: her... got out. She's got a purse under one arm. She's got some important articles in her hand. And then in her other hand, raised far away from her <laughs> and out in the open, she has the canister in a paper bag, barely holding on to this thing.
2: The canister did have poison in it <laughs> at one point. <laughs> right. You don't want to hold so that close to your body. she probably didn't want... <laughs> to come into contact with it. I mean, photography poison? Who knows what that does? I
0: can picture it now. So, uh...
1: I wanted to say that she ran after the lady, but ran into Captain Twitty. Oh, I forgot about that.
0: The police specifically allowed the criminal to get away Mm -hmm. by walking around corners with their eyes closed.
2: Yes. (laughs) I mean, we've all been there. Yeah.
0: It was so crowded in this downtown.
2: I remember that. I don't know how she was getting through that crowd as fast as she was.
0: Right. It was...
2: Either one of them. Really? No.
0: It was like Coachella crowded. There were people everywhere and they were milling
2: and they also had cool hats (laughs) yes like coachella it was like coachella my fair
1: lady kind of a combo my fair
2: lady at the racetrack specifically yes oh my god yes yeah so
0: she's running through an actual sea of people yelling stop that woman and everyone's like did you say get out of the way of that woman and yeah she runs straight into officer twitty and then just yells at him and stomps off and he sits there in
2: a comatose daze we were all pretty mad at Officer Twitty in that moment, because yes. mm-hmm. because he's a cop. <laughs> because so. of our internalized anti-cop sentiment. <laughs> she, yes. Well, she did.
0: She gets up. She goes, "Oh, you!" And I go, "A cab." <laughs> yes. So Nancy, at this point, is like, "Well, it's time to start lying to everyone." Hmm. I haven't gotten where I wanted to get. Goes back to where it all began: the the press.
1: So here's her chance to impress her boss. <laughs> the to, boss. The boss to use the photo that she's taken at the jail. Mm-hmm.
0: In conjunction with the power of news media.
1: And set a uh, trap for the bad guy. This <laughs> poor liberal media. the poor little...
0: <laughs> They've got all the high schoolers gathered around. They've written about tea parties and chipmunks and whatever else. And who who wins the $50? And the guy, not caring, just picks one off the stack and goes, This one. And the high school girl who won looked like it, that was her moment.
1: Yeah, she was so excited.
0: Like she had never done anything like this before.
1: Until... And then Nancy
0: just kicks her out of the way, bursts <laughs> in and goes, Have I got a story for you? This
2: Reminds me of uh, Miss Congeniality <laughs> <laughs> It's like No I- the crown. Mm-hmm.
0: So she tells him, we found the canister. She's innocent. It's official. And they print it.
1: Yes, she brings it to the police and she's like, this is false news.
0: Good news. <laughs> I planted a story in the newspaper. It's going to the entire city and that will get the criminals
1: to let their guard down. To
0: look for the canister. So we will now follow them.
1: They'll, they'll fight each other because they'll both think the other one is classic prisoner's dilemma, but also
2: seems like a pretty far-fetched plan. Mm-hmm. That's
0: Let's take a step back and talk about some of the investigating Nancy had to do in order to figure out exactly who the criminals were, because it was an interesting bit of actual detective work. Now, her father told her that a funny ear means a boxer, most likely.
2: Mike Tyson situation.
0: You get punching, you're going to get chomping.
1: It's natural to the human body. (laughs) She makes Ted go undercover.
0: Nancy, knowing he's a boxer, goes to the sports section of the newspaper, where they have all the records, and looks through every boxer they've written a story on until she finds a picture of this man.
2: Somebody, somebody, hope. I'm definitely getting some Hermione vibe. To the microphone! (laughs) (laughs)
0: She says, I need someone to go undercover at the gym where this guy works out. And who better than Ted Nickerson, neighborhood simp?
1: Literally stops his tennis game with Helen. Yeah,
0: mid grunt.
1: Am I <laughs>
0: swept away by Nancy to go to the gym?
1: Dresses in a neat hat and a striped sweater. I don't know what
0: boxers, sorry, pugilists looked like at the time, <laughs> but he was like dressed like a French guy,
2: like a French mime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she says,
0: "Tell him you're you're one punch Luke. Knock one him out in one punch. punch. <laughs> one round Luke. One round Luke. Well, yeah.
2: Oh, that's pretty good too. It's well, also more <laughs> realistic, like." I Calling yourself one punch, Luke. Really, Luke? The first punch every time.
0: So Luke goes over to this suspect who takes him under his wing surprisingly fast. He's like, oh, you're the champ from somewhere else, huh? Let's box.
1: <laughs> and he's like, I well. I believe that. I didn't dress for
0: this. I'll get you clothes. Hey, Mike, grab this kid forcefully by the arm and go dress him.
1: (laughs) He's a child
0: and I'd like to hit him.
1: Meanwhile, Nancy uh, (laughs) figures out the girlfriend's phone number.
0: Okay, now this was amazing. Mm -hmm. Nancy Drew notices that when the telephone is dialed, you can hear the clicks over the speaker, calls the gym from a public phone, and says she's the girlfriend of the boxer and needs him to call her back. Then when he's called over to do so, she writes down the clicks as he dials the number what he thinks when his girlfriend says I did not call you we'll never know but she's got the number now meanwhile Ted's been all dressed up from head to toe in boxing apparel mostly
1: undressed yeah well yeah (laughs) and
0: slaps him what did she put in his glove
1: like a roll of quarters or she put like a roll
0: of quarters in his glove thinking it would help which like I guess if he could land a punch my favorite part she specifically put the roll of quarters in his left uh, glove glove, and he never won punched with it. I was watching. He yeah, only punched with his right heavy. hand. Probably. He's
2: gotta like swing his like from the shoulder I mean really... his allowance
0: is pennies so he's not gonna know how to lift a whole thing of quarters.
2: Yeah. <laughs> also his arms kind of tell you that.
0: Oh he was so thin.
2: Steve Rogers in the beginning of <laughs> Captain America. <laughs> and then
0: uh, the man with a funny ear looks like any Iron Man villain. Like just like a little too beefy in Italian.
2: I like my villains like I, I like, like my pizza.
0: pizza. He had a real mobster voice too. I, I, yeah. Come here and box me, kid.
2: Well, wasn't there something with like somebody had to imitate his voice on the phone? <laughs> Ted, Ted, did. Ted did, did, yeah. Not badly either. Was Ted really doing a great impression, or was there some movie magic happening? There were definitely moments I was like, okay, so the actual actor is
1: talking off-screen.
0: By getting the phone number of the girlfriend of the man with the funny ear, they are able to discern that she has gone out to dinner
1: another man
0: at the mandarin cafe
1: turns out to be mr lamberts
0: right so he she's stepping out and nancy's got the hot goss and what does Nancy use to solve crime? The hot newspaper. Mu- well, yes. <laughs> so hot goss. I mean. So
1: she calls the pugilist and says, would you be interested to know your girlfriend's here at this Chinese restaurant with another man? Wait, oh my- the crinkly ear guy?
2: She yeah. She calls yeah. the crinkly ear yeah. guy? Who's still
0: at the gym at this point?
2: Well, you don't get beefy like that mm. unless you spend the majority <laughs> of your time
1: in a boxing gym. What? Well,
0: didn't Ted say to him, I wasn't going to practice today? And he goes, if you're a
2: fighting You're always practicing. Yeah.
1: It's so. annoying that the kids show up here and insist on ordering food when Nancy and Ted are like we are broke the two obnoxious children appear in the trunk
2: of in the a trunk car. of the car yes there's no leeway to say get out of here go
1: home nope i didn't quite know what to make of the portrayal of the staff
0: i have a suspicion that either this movie's racist oh it was what like, is like it, a like...
1: like a
2: stereotyped like amalgamation of like here's something that feels vaguely oriental to right. me wear that
0: it looked like uh it looked like they were all dressed by the person who did uh Breakfast at Tiffany's Yeah, but
2: here's
1: the thing. Remember
0: that? Oh yeah, Remember that? that
2: was not a great moment. I mean, and that's the kind For of Mickey thing. Rooney.
1: Right.
0: And it's not quite that bad, but it's definitely very like, this is what this
1: is. Very likely that Chinese restaurants, in order to cater to white white customers in the 1930s, may very well have had to dress up like that. It was
0: certainly a nice enough place that I'm not surprised they had uniforms. It was a dinner and dancing place. Mm -hmm. The kind of place you might, you know, step out if you were the... Wealthy girlfriend of a famed pugilist.
1: Do we know if the staff was in fact Asian American or like Asian American um, actors actors? in those roles? Yes. Or
0: they definitely gave them the cadence of English as a second language. There's kind of a not you need to pay, but a you pay, and you know
1: understated but present racism. Yeah. I'm I was
0: I was surprised by how bad it wasn't, and mortified by how bad it was.
2: Like a vacation in the (laughs)
1: Hampton. But I know that I have unfortunately been to Chinese restaurants today in America where people assumed that the staff didn't speak English mm. or couldn't possibly do their jobs.
2: The Uniforms are made to be vaguely ethnic. Yes.
1: I think Bob's got some info for us.
0: Uh, yeah, the the only employee that I could find who has a accredited character mm. casting is Willie Fung. He's actually a Chinese American. He played support roles in a lot of movies uh, around that time 22 to 44 125 total wow yeah. i wonder if he was a fellow at the cash register because it seemed like that was someone who was used to doing comedic bits yeah. i'm thinking that because easy. even though it was a weird like english barrier oh, joke that was weird yeah but it did seem like he knew the moves of being funny if that well, makes sense yeah like
2: you could tell that he was clearly
1: participating yeah. in a bit not yeah. just
0: not just being made fun of
1: yeah Nancy, of course, is like, you should just trust us. We're 65 cents short, but just trust us. We're good for it. He says, okay, you pay. He's like, no, okay. So. He says, okay, I trust you. Now pay me Yeah, pay that's me right. Wow. Okay, I'll
0: trust you, but still.
2: Yeah, that's like a thing yeah. that happens at a restaurant. In the same way that her fixing her car for $4 seemed like possibly hyperbolic, the fact that the children also ordered illicit chop suey, <laughs> and this whole bill came to sixty-five cents. Is like, wow, well, really?
0: Yeah. What gets me is sixty-five cents. You don't have. That's a big thing. Pennies for rummy. That's your entire allowance. Tennis lessons are costing him like a hundred and fifty dollars per lesson. Is that what he said? Yeah, I
1: think so. So oh. that's like
0: because maybe 8, I misheard that
2: thousand Chinese dinner. <laughs> but also,
0: like, did you, how much do you think it was? Oh, I, I thought it was a buck fifty, but that uh, makes more that makes sense. A lot
1: more sense.
0: But even then, still, that $50 prize money,
1: Wow, that's a so lot of dinner. So much Chinese food. <laughs> Why didn't she have her dad's credit charge plates? Or
2: like it's... that roll of quarters that <laughs> apparently disappeared really would have come in
1: handy. Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: Well, either way, they're going to have to wash dishes for not paying for their food. Except, good news.
1: Most annoying stuff song number ever oh my gosh (laughs) i forgot about that
0: so as they are surrounded Uh, by like three or four extra large waiters (laughs) Looking very mafia like, I kind of liked how quickly they were like, "You're not leaving. You're you're working." And the second they said washing dishes, the second they said manual labor, it was like this is the worst thing that could occur to Nancy Drew.
1: Even worse than singing in public.
0: <laughs> and like, and as they're being like taken away with the with the cadence of people being led to execution, they're trying to make deals. Well, no, we could just wait. A Until finally the young girl goes, I can sing and it'll be a song worth 75 cents maybe. I don't know.
2: Shoot for the moon.
0: (laughs) They say, well, if your song's good enough, okay. And they Which sing. Is,
2: again, like a really typical thing that happens in restaurants. Right. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, but you know what would be worth money? My entertainment value.
0: So the yep. little girl gives a little nod to this full band they have as if to say, follow me, follow my lead. <laughs> and starts singing, Mary Had a Little Lamb.
2: That's why it was in my head today.
0: (laughs) What we get is a medley of public domain music all (laughs) strung together for no reason and sang by all four children to varying degrees of ability.
1: Oh my God, Ted is such a bad singer.
2: Yeah, like he was like har har, like, oh look, his voice keeps breaking. The
0: Donald Duck kid seems to accidentally slip into Donald Duck and mimes that he can't stop.
2: Yeah. Well, he wasn't a great singer. The two girls, especially Nancy, that was a moment that was set up to be like, and she can sing too. Yeah, right. Yeah. But then you were like, wait, we're going to sing Mary Had a Little Lamb again? Yeah. Like, we're all going to get a chance to sing it? Like,
1: don't we know other songs? And it, some parts, at least, were clearly lip syncing. Yeah. Oh yep, that was fun too. Luckily,
0: had enough coins thrown at them to pay for their meal.
1: The waiter just rips up their check, so <laughs>
2: they ended up making money. Making off the money rather
0: than. Uh, so we've got basically all this set up. We've turned the villains against each other. We know where they're going with the canister. All that's left is to catch them in the act.
2: Okay, but what was the purpose for the mystery of them being in the Chinese restaurant?
0: Ah, the purpose for the mystery was that the girlfriend was at the restaurant. Right. And they were trying to follow her. And once they found out she was stepping out, they got the pugilist to come and catch her.
2: And so he does.
0: And yeah, Yeah. now the villains are at each other's throat. That's the goal.
2: Yeah, now there's a falling out going on. Wait, so are they both villains? Or is it just like, hey, you're trying to steal my girlfriend? No. No, they're in, both villains. In so classic
0: it. Nancy Drew style, to commit any crime, you need a gang of three to five.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's how I do it. Basically, the one guy's so mad, he's like, I'm going to turn in the evidence. I'll do it. Just watch. Which Nancy uses as inspiration to... For the fake newspapers. For the fake newspapers. Now she has to sell this idea to not Captain Twitty, who's off running into girls, I suppose. And... He does do that a lot. Instead to this tall police officer who's like, I don't know. I don't see how this is going to work. Nancy turns to Ted and pretty much implies that this police officer is too stupid to understand their plan and the only captain twitty could possibly help them
2: which she also doesn't seem to have a ton of respect for him oh so no. i really
1: I feel that this is just
0: manipulation again yeah. i think once again nancy uses is, is her other uh,
1: feminine, um, feminine power to <laughs> just,
0: just manipulate men
1: yeah Anyways, somehow she goes from him being like i don't understand it to him being like i don't know if i want to be in this to
0: i'm all in and I, also
1: i'm all in because you said i could get my name in the newspaper Yep. which is all cops want as we know from the book series <laughs> and <laughs> that's not reductionistic at all. <laughs> and
0: yeah, sometimes they want to
1: shoot people. <laughs> that's true. That I is not the other in thing. For it. We did see a gun which got waved around everywhere by this officer, mm-hmm. pointed at multiple people. For well, no, as just as a gesturing in device. a speeding car. <laughs> yeah, it is a speeding gesturing with this gun. Anyways, they somehow go from barely being able to convince this guy to this guy is dressed up as an a elderly woman, elderly even more of a granny than nancy herself
0: comedy gold at the time a man in woman's clothing
1: yeah but i think it's probably been present forever i mean that's shakespeare right
0: yeah i guess the idea is if they go to this hotel room where they expect the bad guys to meet with someone who is not a granny that people will be like that's a cop But if he looks like a granny, they won't. So they specifically request a room next to the room the villains will be in. Sure. They go to that room and drill a hole in the wall because apparently that's how you did listening at the time.
2: Oh, yeah, I remember this. It really seemed like they overcomplicated things. (laughs) Well,
0: Officer Granny gets caught and gets knocked the hell out.
1: The granny cannot keep their clothes on. (laughs) I've heard that before. Not only do the clothes fall off, which would already seem quite sus, but his police badge specifically is still on underneath yeah. and is revealed.
2: For someone who's clearly never even heard of the concept of a disguise, mm-hmm. he did okay.
1: Also put the frame back wrong on the listening device. So the guy discovers the listening device, figures out, oh, there must be next more door. people next door. So
2: the cop, the granny cop, is in the room with the pugilist. Yeah. yeah.
0: I like how clear it is that we got more and more inebriated as the, as the movie was No,
1: it's not. That's
2: yeah, that's not what happened. (laughs) So down. So he goes But like what was the like the granny cop was the bait? Like why have a
1: granny cop in the room? So basically so they don't look suspicious coming into the hotel.
0: They had to drill a hole into the wall, run a cord through, go into the room they wanted to listen to, put the listening device in there, hide it, and then come back. But it was during that process that the officer dressed as a grandmother, accidentally revealed that he had business khakis and a badge under, under I his I
2: remember uh, the business khakis. I that mean, dress did just fall off apropos of nothing. Yeah. Like, you know how it is to keep dresses on. Whoa! <laughs> yes.
0: Truly, women are champions of chastity. The way they keep those
1: very difficult-to-keep
0: clothes on. Uh, <laughs>
2: yep a uh, women's
1: intuition just, for you <laughs> i mean he would have already been in trouble as just a grandmother i think this guy was not messing around he didn't
0: yeah he would but one way or the other this officer's getting hogtied
1: knowing he's a police officer and figuring out that there's somebody next door that's what endangers nancy and ted
0: it's true because he heads straight over and kidnaps them as well
1: locks them in the tallest room, or the highest up room. The tallest room? <laughs> the, the tallest,
0: tallest tower.
1: <laughs> I think
0: there's a... Uh, the
1: fuse box room.
0: Yeah, I think it's a, r- a, a little room
1: oh, on the roof. Oh, this part now. The utility closet on the now, roof. Now, the name of this hotel is something like Bredenburg Hotel yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Nancy is like, if we turn off the lights, nobody's gonna notice. So, now, to be-
2: a fun fact about marquees at this time period is that a- <laughs> Apparently, each letter is
0: individually attached to
2: the fuse box.
0: Yep. And on the fuse box, it has each, each uh, little flip switch labeled for each letter.
1: Very handy. <laughs> so instead of turning them all off, Nancy is clever enough to just leave that bug.
0: And everyone thinks that's a good, funny joke. Subjectively funny.
2: But the purpose was passers-by would be like, ah, the sign is slightly different. It must be some kind of a cry for help from people in the fuse box room. Not even. (laughs)
0: Basically, the idea is if the whole sign goes off, you know eventually someone will be up to fix it but if you can get the sign to say bed bug or we serve lice anything that would be unacceptable then the crowd would go Whoa, look at that sign And the embarrassment would be so great that the doorman himself would run to the roof to fix it.
1: This poor doorman, he gets there, does not know what he's in store for, is waylaid by Ted and Mm -hmm. Nancy. And they're like, come on, come on, help us rescue a cop. Come on. To the doorman. It's not his job. No,
0: but he's he's with him. It's also not his job
2: to fix the sign.
0: It said bed bug. (laughs) <laughs> get in, losers! We're going mm. copsaving. Going copsaving.
1: <laughs> the worst job ever. They record Mister Lambert arriving and fighting the pugilist.
0: Oh, uh, so they do get the recording. That's so right. So they get
1: a recording, and yeah, pretty much the movie ends
0: with explosions on Main Street as whistle bombs go off up and down the uh, yeah up and down the road.
2: Did they ever find the canister? Did they have like evidence to prove that the woman I that think was falsely accused?
0: i think the pugilist thought that he destroyed the listening device so they were able to fix it while he thought they were locked upstairs and record him basically confessing and that's the evidence they have
1: yeah in addition to the cop does survive and i think he might have witnessed the conversation oh
0: yeah let's trust a cop to do the right thing they have a recording (laughs)
1: I'm saying they have a witness oh well, yeah well hypothetically as a yeah.
0: <laughs> oh I remember the the best part about the ending is the cop runs up has a gun on him he rests them and then suddenly someone notices he's dressed like an old woman I think Carson drew who's somehow there uh-huh. looks at him and starts laughing and then he start the cop laughs too and everybody laughs because it's funny
1: and that way Nancy doesn't get in trouble with her dad
0: if I was a police officer heaven forbid and I I was dressed up like an elderly woman mm-hmm. arresting some people and someone laughed, I would be like, yeah, that is funny. But the way that officer laughed was like scary. Yeah. Like Carson was like, ha ha. ha, ha. Yeah. And the officer was like, ah, ha, 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 ha,
1: ha, ha. <laughs> I enjoyed seeing all the officers and such like jump onto the car sides oh they did for oh, the yeah. car chase yep yep and, yep. and we were like Classic. you shouldn't all jump on the one side Yeah. No on top of the car yeah
2: you gotta really slow down taking
1: those corners so.
0: i guess we should go around real quick and just say what our favorite thing about the movie was
1: do you want to start carl okay yeah my favorite
0: <laughs> thing about the movie was watching ted take a punch and just get absolutely destroyed. Uh, I thought somehow they would pull him out of the fight before he got completely clobbered. They did not.
1: Yeah, it was interesting seeing her, like, cling to the ropes and, like, hop around. And there are also, like, no women in here. And she's like, I am his manager. manager. (laughs) Um... Know what my favorite. We don't part have to is. do favorite parts. It's just an yeah. idea. I do think it's an interesting, definitely 1930s Nancy being represented here.
0: Spunkier than I'm used to. Yeah. Uh, but also the same person I would expect. Not the same Ned. What a dick Ted was.
1: Oh my gosh. Do not do this.
0: Well, I don't know what comes next for Nancy, but I know one thing. As everyone stood there laughing about the police officer dressed as an elderly lady, Nancy felt an immense sense of emptiness. (laughs) Knowing that the only thing that could quell her desire for action and adventure would be her next mystery. Yes, and I look forward to that
1: I would like to thank uh, Robert and Shannon for joining us today on this episode
0: truly we could not have had better guests Yes, we look forward to doing more movies with them in the future
1: you may remember Robert Busby from his hypnotizing viola music that
0: opened our show
1: <laughs> and, uh, he's blushing
0: so we should get to that music again before we end there's only one thing to say What do you say, Hope?
1: Go Go Wildcats! Wildcats! (laughs) Beautiful. We might need to have a special episode about this video game sometime. I
0: have a, we have a, there's a host of video games. We can, um, oh, I don't know, put them on our Patreon.
1: Remember to support us at our Patreon.
0: (laughs) You can email us at riverheightsradio at google.com or find our Patreon, River Heights Radio.
1: We'd really appreciate
0: it. Instagram at River Heights Radio. Twitter at River Heights FM. River Heights Radio on Facebook and River Heights Radio on YouTube. Uh, And give us a review or... Five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you're listening. Yeah, if you listen this far, I mean, why not?
1: We actually put a lot of hours into these episodes, but we're having a lot of fun. Oh, that's a blast. So, it's all thank for you, you guys. for listening. <coughs>
0: An extra special big thanks to Robert Busby for composing and recording this podcast's musical intro. And to the wonderful Hope Busby for editing this entire thing you guys make it happen